whatever you do, don't let it fall into the wrong hands. Um, I shall do a quick recap, because that seems appropriate. You have been on this icy plane, or perhaps icy area of your previous plane for quite a while, dealing with the Intians previously in the facility that you arrived in, a sort of knick-knack storage room. You then introduced yourself after mauling them briefly as a dinosaur, milk steak. Introduced yourselves as being part of the Many Things Incorporated One-Eyed Jacks program. Detailed the fact that you had been on a raid of the Clockwork People's uh, civilization when your outpost was attacked back at Many Things Incorporated. So you came back to find all your Intian employers missing. You then discovered in the rubble a device that transported you via portal to a very rude and self-referential underground labyrinth where you navigated a series of characters and encounters that ended with you holding a figurine that seems to give you greater intelligence as a character called Rick seems to still lie somewhere within the Rickerine. And from there, you left the facility after, you know, causing some havoc while everyone else was sleeping in this Many Things Incorporated facility. You quickly escaped, met up with some other Indians uh, that appeared to be children, and they were being pursued by the designer, their unfortunate caretaker that you dispatched with, although he did manage to escape. You then discovered that there was a rift nearby that seemed to lead to this huge expanse of space. And all kinds of random items occasionally fall their way through this rift, uh, some of which you've collected. Sometimes they result in enormous suburban houses being constructed by these uh, children Indians that are using it as a kind of runaway-from-home plan. You then met up with a series of other runaways, children Indians that don't like to be forced to work to build seemingly magic items. You then defeated the female partner of the designer, actually truly defeated, and then went to see the Indian children's village, and they cheered for you ridding them of their overlords although the designer is not quite accounted for. You then went down below, met up with Galahad on the way, who seemed to be a Many Things Incorporated employee who designs prototype items. And he was concerned about the prototype item falling into the hands of their main production facility and getting distributed widely, seemingly throughout the multiverse. So you tentatively agreed after much toing and froing to go with him. He turned out to be looking for something called Maldini Silver Pack, which you discovered in the basement below this Intian child workshop village. Once you discovered it, you had an altercation with Galahad, which resulted in him fighting and then being realizing the odds were against him and running away, vowing to return with more help and to subdue you. But that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. You then navigated further into this basement arcane slave, what's it called? Sweatshop slash workshop. And you discovered a bunch of arcane liquids that you could mix together to form arcane items of your own creation. <coughs> Which resulted in you having a giant lobster submarine, uh, some armor, a s excuse me, and a cube. Is that what you guys got out of it? I got a, I got a staff of frost as well. Yeah, staff of frost, lobster submarine, and what did Milkstake get? I got a uh, cubic gate. Yes, cubic gate. And 
Schmog's Borden, also in a previous room, before the arcane mixing room, found a docent, which is a floating sphere that politely offers to, you know, give their help to any situation that they might have knowledge about. And then you proceeded further into the basement, down another level, heard a series of ripping, tearing sounds in the distance, and seemed to have discovered the children's very dank and unkempt sleeping quarters. And that is where we left off, with you guys hearing that tearing sound in the distance. What would you like to do? Right, so what we were trying to do, right, was to... We wanted to find the source of the... Something. The source of yeah, something. Yeah, we, we. I think we were deciding between between heading towards that big nasty sound or running away from it. We, I think we decided oh, to go for it. Sorry, one second. I forgot to do the part where you guys drew a bunch of cards from Maldini Silver Pack, the pack of cards that you retrieved from this basement workshop level, producing an enormous tree that burst through the ceiling of the basement. You uh, chatted yeah. to it, learned a little bit about the surrounding area, and encountered a mimic which pretended to be the rope that you used to climb up and down the tree. Did the tree tell you anything else of use? Uh, it's telling us some info about like the the, um, the facility and- Oh yeah. There was one or two, there was two strong entities there, I think he said. The rest are just bitches, but kind of like, I guess designer level power or Galahad level power. So they were, the tree told you, memory. the tree yeah. told you that the facility contained about two figures of that level of power and the rest of them were minions. Mm. Yeah. And it also said Something. that the soil in the basement that it erupted mm. from was highly magically charged. And that's what yeah. caused you to go down here and investigate further and eventually discover the room that allowed you to customize items. Cool. All right. Continue. You were making a decision. Yeah. So shall we? Uh... I think we were about to open the door, and that's where we paused. Yeah, I think these doors here, right? No, where no, no. That's the where corners. It's just down there. I think this one. Oh yeah. All there's right. double doors in the south of that uh, office chamber where you checked in. What's the word? T tagged in. What's the thing where you, you, you stamp in. Yeah, as an employee. Oh, yeah. Clocking. Clock 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 in. In. Thank you. Yeah. You clocked in for Jim, I think, the, the guy that you <laughs> rescued from the yeah. top of the tree. Is that what happened? Yeah, just like give him some overtime pay. Yeah, yeah he deserves nice. that. that was very thoughtful. It was um, but, uh, Jim. It wasn't Jim. It was, it was Timmy. Oh, Timmy? It was like some I don't remember like, his name. poor, inconsequential name, but yeah, Jim or Tim. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Uh, I'll just, uh, let's just, while we're here, chunk these doors open to just to see what's in here. You kick down the door, you see some very unfortunate sleeping pallets, followed by just, like, it might as well be prison cells. They're, like, such poor sleeping arrangements inside these little rooms all stacked side by side, and you can understand why the kids wouldn't really like being here, except for this room. This room seemed to show evidence of some plucky young intient trying to tunnel their way out. And if you make an investigation check, Asker, I think, is the one that wanted to spearhead this project. <laughs> I, I, did, I, did, I did do that. Oh, God. Okay, with a nine, you glance at the wall and all the stuff that's been dug out of it, and you think, it's a strange thing to do. It doesn't seem like they've made a lot of progress in terms of making a tunnel, but maybe... That's not what they were trying to do. You're, you're not sure. 
I'll go inside then and have a little look around. Okay. As you get closer, uh, you notice that the wall dividing two of the cells has been broken. So the person that occupied this room and their neighbor seems to have been collaborating on this dig into the back of the cell wall project. Um, you also noticed that make a nature check for me. A what's check? A nature, sorry. Nature. I thought you said an age check. Yeah, I mean, you could also just tell me your age, just general information. Uh, oh, with a six nature check, you realize you're out of your depth, and one of the druids would probably be best place to help you with that. And nature guys, I'm sh I'm calling for for. You hear a small druids. echo. Nature guys, nature guys, nature guys. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Make Are you what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, says some, something, something's up in here. Something's weird about why, like this tunneling stuff. What's happening? It's like soil and shit. You, you guys know soil. All of soil. You can make a nature check, both of you, or one of you can make a nature check with advantage if you intend to help Basker assess the soil. Mm. I, I can try. I'll make a nature check. Holy moly, that's a weird looking check. Yeah, why does it look like that? It's, no, it's cool. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's just I like bizarre. It. Okay. Um, oh, it's giving. It's breaking down the information. You must have rolled terribly. Yeah, you rolled a two plus four. Okay. So yeah. Milksteak proceeds to just look around, and seemingly pity the poor residents of this little cell that would have had to sleep in there, and he becomes overcome with empathy. Whereas Schmorgus Borden examines the rock a little more closely, and with a twelve, you discover that there is evidence here of precious minerals as though there might be veins of gems or silver or gold like the clay composition in the soil indicates that it could be quite old this this patch of soil so maybe you could find precious materials if you dig long dug long enough yeah should we should we have a dig uh i'm okay actually do, do we have an equipment Today, if you had a pickaxe, like... that would be helpful. Otherwise, you'd be dealing with substandard equipment. No, I don't have a pickaxe, I think. No, I don't as well. Um... Mm. I mean, I'm not sure. We have, we have, I mean, if you want to give it a whack, then you should. I, I'm just wondering what we, what, why? Just for the, just for the gems? We have a decent amount of money. We do, we do. But I mean, if you want to take the shovel, because you're also the biggest person, so maybe your athletics maybe or whatever. Maybe you can dig it as well. Because <laughs> my, uh... my athletics modifier is zero, so I'm not really that. At this... I'm going to have a quick dig with my shovel. At this moment, as you start digging with the shovel, just before you start digging, you hear like a, a door creak open in the distance, like... Do you continue to uh, dig? Um, what do you think? Wait, no, of course not. If someone is here, don't want to. Yeah, where, where did the sound come from? <laughs> uh, it appears to be coming from. Actually, make a perception check. Both, all of you, make a perception check. Perception. Twelve Asker. Uh, five. I'm having a nightmare. Milk steak. Wow, that's. A really unlucky. I'm almost blaming the new format that the rolls are appearing in because milk steaks rolls have been so low. Yeah, yeah. Why, why? Why does it look different? It's weird. I don't know. Maybe it has been updated or something. I have no idea. Sorry, Sean. You said you were struggling or just rolling poorly. 
Uh, no, I'm just my mouse just is just going go. crazy. It's closing things. Ah, I'm not using my mouse. Fourteen perception for Sean. Five for sorry uh, for Smorgasbord. Five for Milksteak and twelve for Asker. Okay, so Smorgasbord and Asker, you're confident-ish that the sound is coming from a westerly direction. So roughly where you entered this level, uh, rather than where you are now. Okay, I'll real quick. I'm gonna like scoot over into this room there so we can split up in case someone is coming down to look for us. Okay. Cool. So I'll go in there and then and then and then listen real intently. <laughs> okay, you can actually with your perception of twelve, you don't hear anything further. It's almost like <clears throat> nothing. Did you even hear the sound before? You start to question yourself. And things settle. A minute or two passes and nothing happens. I'll, I'll sneak down here then mm -hmm. and look around the corner. Okay. You still see nothing around that corner. Uh, you're still within the sleeping quarters. I'll go up to these doors then and do the same thing. Yeah. You still you still see nothing. Mm. So you just uh, abandon it. Just carry on. I kind of want to just... Uh, I'll go down and see if... I, are these doors unlocked? Uh you gather that they are do you attempt to push them open i mean yeah no i, I tried to I check the doors that okay. they are. you push them open and you see immediately in front of you a intient and the designer standing there just about to jump you everybody roll initiative uh, and you see the designer uh, says how dare you touch my stuff i'll teach you for killing my wife and he seems quite angry Oh, his wife. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to select this. What's with my rolls today? Is this even rolling properly? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would just double check all your settings just to be sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'm just whining now. One second, I just might, to update might my... Might playing on some sort of uh, handicap or something. Six. I need to change my initiative to six. Um, okay. Okay. The first to react is this intient that has a little earring dangling from one of their ears with a feather at the end of it, and they have a roguish, rakish visage. You get a distinctly pirate vibe. All that's missing is like a parrot on their shoulder. And they immediately lunge forward with reckless abandon, and they don't look as composed as the designer, not even slightly. And they are going to make a greatsword attack on Asker. Oh, sorry, I need to... Try this again to make it more visible. Greatsword. Okay, so 17, does that hit? Yes. Okay, that is nine slashing damage and 10 psychic damage. If you have resistance to either one of those kinds of damage, then obviously let me know, but otherwise that's 19 damage. Uh, I don't think I do, no. Okay, and then it's gonna attack you again as it says, uh, is this is this right, boss? Is this Is this what you wanted me to do? Oh, with an eight, he seems too concerned with the approval of his boss and just swings wildly over your head, underestimating your rock gnome diminutive stature. That is the end of the pirate's turn. Asker, your opportunity for rebuttal. Is that the designer there? Yes, the one on the left. I can give you another looky-loo if you want. All right. Ooh. Yeah, he does look a bit grumpy in that picture, doesn't he? Classic yeah. grumpy designer. Uh, <laughs> what have you touched? 
What is it? What did you move out of place? <laughs> I I will cast Polymorph on the roguish man. Ooh, the pirate. Okay. Um, what kind of save do they have to make? DC 16, 16 wisdom. I was thinking he's probably least likely to... Ooh, with a 13, yeah. they fail. So what shape do they take? It's a, it's a little ducky. A duck. All right, let me see <laughs> if that exists in the current... Oh, I'm sorry, there isn't. So I'll just have to improvise. Um, so there's no actual D&D duck. So I'm going to remove it and then put a little square there so I remember. So there, the maroon rectangle is the duck. <laughs> And I, I like to think it makes a like a uh, sound as it turns into a duck. And yeah, I, I, I like to imagine the same thing. It has one <laughs> HP, so be aware of that. And it has an AC of five and a movement of 10 feet. So it's not overly competent, but we'll see. Is that the end of Azco's turn? Uh, I mean, I can do a little dash now, can't I? You can do regular movement, yes. Well, a dash. How far, uh, how far can I go? Well, I your movement how... speed, what is your normal movement speed? Oh, because I was thinking if, if, if it's like an extra action, if I could, couldn't. No, your movement, I guess your just... movement is always like its own separate, ac uh, its own separate okay, thing so... that you can do each turn. Uh, let, well, uh, 25. Yeah, so you can uh, move so five squares. One, two, three, four, five. So I'll just over here then but the duck does get an attack of opportunity on you so we'll see how that works um the duck is going to strike wildly at you in revenge with a 13 they do not hit um so you just see them go wah, 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 in frustration and achieve nothing <laughs> lovely wah, wah. oh he can't uh, the creature is limited in the actions it can perform by the nature of its new form. So it can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that, that requires speak, hands of speech. Oh, that's, good. that's good. That's true. It definitely can't cast spells, but it can try to beak you. It just was not successful I mean, in its beaking. Of course. Uh, and so, so any, so the moment it uh, the hit points goes to zero. It reverts back to its normal form yeah. but any excess damage i just thought so the other guys know so if we can avoid hurt, hurting the duck yes yeah, yeah. So we can just focus on galahad so we don't do any aoe stuff and then the, oh, the designer no, not right. not galahad oh sorry I, mean, I missed that did you say i was just reading about my erupting earth what what did you <laughs> that's probably not what you want me to do <laughs> i just caught the end of that and it's like don't do stuff like that uh why don't we want to uh, hurt the duck yeah. Because then he goes back to normal. I want this conversation oh, so to take it. place because you're 10 rooms away. I want you to yell a little bit. <laughs> Don't hurt the duck. <laughs> but why? Won't the duck die? Won't, it, won't, he, won't he die completely if we kill the duck? No, he goes back to normal. <laughs> but any excess damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm glad okay. we were having this conversation several times. There you go. <laughs> um, is that the end of your turn, Asker? It, it is correct. Smogosbotten's turn. You've just had a yelled duck conversation. <laughs> Which has changed my turn entirely. Um, actually, wait a second. What's the 20-foot uh, radius? That, if I did it here... 
The duck is the, the red square, right? You'll also have to assume a lot of this because all you heard from Asker You're is like, he said, the baddies, yeah. they're here and one of them's a duck. Don't hurt that duck one. So you probably have to go and find out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, so I can't attack from here because he's not in my line of sight. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so you're in a anything. tiny room. So you need to use yeah, your yeah, movement yeah. to get somewhere okay. helpful. Okay, so I will go here. That's probably more than your 30 feet of movement, but if you use your action to dash, you could get there and even into the next, okay, next right. room right, if you 10, wanted to. 15, 20, 20, 30. 30 is about there. Can uh, I see from here? Not, uh, where, were you above Milkstake or south of him? I think I was here. Okay, so 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. There is where you could get with 30 feet. That one there? Yeah. Uh, I'll show you. There. You can go diagonally. All right, okay. Yeah, diagonally is still one oh. square. Okay, okay. If you want to use your action, you can here? move further. You can see nothing because the doors are closed and you're in a corridor. Okay. But you can um, see Asker I'm looking out of breath after running away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, sorry to interrupt here. Uh, so di I, c I didn't realize I could move diagonally. So if I was standing here and I can move five squares, then well, if I then I could have I could have gone here right yes that is accurate one two three four five can i change this now i didn't realize yeah so. that's fine you can end up there it affects nothing cool uh i think i'm just gonna stay there just gonna wait well otherwise you're using your action for nothing so that's fine if you want to like just take your time but i'm letting you know within your action economy of resources you haven't used your action yet in inverted commas, so you could prepare a spell like buff Asker. You could heal yourself, that sort of thing. Okay, okay, okay. Does anyone need well, healing? Could you be on Overwatch like an XCOM? Oh, you can also thing? hold your action. So if you want to try, like in the Overwatch style, you could point your magical fingers at the door at the end of the corridor that Asker just came through, and hold the action to attack any baddies that come through it. And then if that happens, then you suddenly jump through the uh, initiative order. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, Joe, do you, need, do you need to cure wounds? You've just, you've just been attacked, haven't you? Uh, I don't know if I'd call uh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has been, yeah. I, I have uh, 13 health left, so I'm glad yeah. that he missed the second sword swipe or he would have just cut me down straight away. <laughs> I feel like uh, you should have more health. <laughs> I have 34. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. This is decent amount for a little rock gnome, but if, you, if, if, if someone runs up and does 19 damage, then... Okay, I'm going to cure your wounds. Hooray! Wow. Thank you. Ooh, 16 healing as uh, oh, okay. Schmogsborden reaches out his magical druid hands. Is that the end of Schmogsborden's oh. turn? Yeah. As you guys stand side by side, shoulder to shoulder in the corridor, bravely running away. Uh, brothers in arms. Next up is the designer's <laughs> brave, turn. Brave. Bravely bold Sir Robin. Yeah. You hear the designer say, You will pay for disrupting my workshop. Where are you? And he's going to try to step through. So that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Your, your wife died like a bitch. <gasps> make a, make a <laughs> intimidation check. <laughs> Ooh, with a 20, you see the designer say, 
That's uncalled for. Um, he seems very <laughs> upset. Um, he <laughs> is going to use his action to dash and get up right in your grills. And he'll say, ah, now we're nice and close to each other. And his breath smells terrible. It's the end of the designer's turn, Milksteak's turn. Okay. What would happen, just a question now, if, say, Arunas turns into a bear or a snake, and then he goes up and eats the duck? Um, it would... I mean, if he did it non, non-damagedly, then there'd be a duck in his stomach. But that'd be pretty tricky to do. <laughs> but if he managed to do even one damage, then it would suddenly become the normal sized creature inside the snake and probably do damage to the snake and then probably kill the snake. So it would be like that uh, Ant-Man and Thanos theory then? Uh, a little. Was the idea that he would shrink down and go inside him and then get big? Yeah. Oh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, possibly. We do just jump in and crawl into his ear and then become big again and just blow, blow his head off. It's a good plan. But I mean, that that's not how physics work, obviously, because when he expands, he would just inside of the brain because the density of something that's... So it doesn't hold up science-wise, but if this is magic, I was just wondering. <laughs> we shall see. I'd love to see it <laughs> tested. Uh, Milk stage. I, I would love... <laughs> you would what, sorry? No, I would love for everyone else to, to do that later. Mm. Let's, let's focus on uh, designer first. Okay, so I'm just thinking what best works against uh, those kind of guys, and we all know that eight panthers might be a bit too much this time. <laughs> uh, Maybe just 14 little... panthers. Which one was it? Uh... It would be a joy to have eight panthers in such a small space. Okay, so where was it? Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, I'm gonna summon a two tigers. Ooh. Do you want me to get the icon for you? Yeah, somewhere. Just regular uh, tigers? Uh, yeah. Okay. You don't want to summon them behind them. Oh, wow. Well, actually, uh, no, I actually can... So how many feet I can go? I can go a how much my character walks? To do twenty-five, so I should be able to walk what five cubes, no? Yeah, five five squares, yeah. So you can make it to like here. five. So if I'm coming here mm -hmm. and I'll summon uh, two tigers just behind his back. Okay. Um, they're gonna need to roll the initiative now. Oh they it, your spell says they roll initiative? Yeah, yeah, they 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 separate entity. Okay, cool. I mean, you can have it as a one, so it's gonna be easier. Or you summon these two tigers; they emerge from the black void that you summon behind the designer, and they go. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Do they do anything? And uh, they wait until um, their turn, right? So, uh, so, so they're gonna need to wait for their turn. Yeah. Obviously, I'm gonna turn myself into. Uh, something slightly bigger, and I think it's gonna be a something, something. Where was it? Giant constrictor snake. That's what I'm gonna become. Okay, I think I have I'm a snake that again. already. 
gonna be, oh, that's not what I want. Wait for it, I'll get it. There it is. They're pretty big. So you're gonna take up most of the corridor. <laughs> uh, do you have the stats for the giant constrictor stake? Yeah, cool. yeah, I do. Great. Um, I will, yeah, you take up more space than even the tigers. And that is the end of your turn? Yeah. Okay. You see the pirate slash ducky is going to walk through and bump into the tiger and try to attack the tiger as it tries to follow and continue with its scheme. Uh, with an 18, it manages to hit the tiger doing three damage to the tiger as it bites down on the tiger's claw. <laughs> And the tiger goes and seems to be very angry at the ducky. That is the end of the ducky's turn. And you guys are all crowded in this one like dormitory corridor. And that is the tiger's turn. What do you presumably <laughs> command the tigers to do? So the tiger, so ideally we would need David Attenborough on a raid this fight. But, um, <laughs> okay. So what we're going to be doing, we're going to... I think I feel like you should be doing your best, David Attenborough. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll do it, but I need to know what they're doing first. Okay, so they they simply just gonna try to bite his neck. Okay, they're no. uh, flanking him so that they get advantage. I will say, the first tiger leans forward as though it's going to rip the head off of this creature, but. With a 19, it hits for seven piercing damage. <laughs> uh, I'd love to hear David Attenborough saying that. Seven With a 14. <laughs> yeah, seven. As the fangs sink deeply into his scapula, and then the next one misses with only a 16 to hit. So, uh, oh, actually, they roll with advantage, so click again. Uh, with an 18, you're, the other uh, tiger actually hits doing 13 piercing damage, wow. And you see the designers start to take stock of their situation and think, uh, uh, this is, uh, I mean, I'll kill you. Um, is that the end? That's the end of the tiger's turn, right? Yeah. Ask your turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to cast mirror image. Ooh. Uh, I'll just do this so that you can <clears throat> you can see. Uh, okay, so basically, anytime someone targets you with an attack, they have to roll a d twenty. Uh, yeah. Oh, you roll a d twenty to determine whether the attack instead targets one of your duplicates. If you have three, uh, how many are you choosing to summon? Three. Three. Okay, you must roll a six or higher to change the attack's target to a duplicate. So. As long as you roll a six or higher, then it should hit someone else. Um, with two duplicates. Two duplicates. Okay, so it is two duplicates. You have to roll an eight or higher. Okay, I see. So you're choosing to summon three, so therefore two of them are duplicate. No, three of them are duplicates. No, so I have <laughs> three duplicates. Du and uh, what, what would the uh, one if they hit? If they kill one, if they hit one, gotcha. then there's two, and then I need to be over oh, an eight. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Twelve. So at the beginning, you only need a six or better, but as they get killed, it changes. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. A duplicate's AC is 10 plus your dexterity modifier. If an attack hits a duplicate, the duplicate is destroyed. 
can be destroyed only by an attack that hits it. Oh, interesting. It ignores all other damage and effects. The spell ends when all three duplicates are destroyed. This is a cool spell. Creature unaffected by the spell if it can't see, if it relies on senses other than sight. Cool. All right. You see three duplicates of Asker appear suddenly, <laughs> all flipping you off. Um, what is that? That's the end of your action. Would you like to do something else? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell him. She screamed as I cut her head off. Wow. I mean, he's already pretty shaken from the first thing, but he seems to be strengthening his resolve as he looks at your duplicates and says, Oh, interesting. How would you feel about being melted down and turned into an item? I quite like that trick. What would you say to that? I'll pay you handsomely. Say, I hope you don't run like a bitch like last time. Oh, you'll pay quadruple man you'll pay um is that the end of Asker's turn yeah i just want to make sure he does i don't want him to run away again so i'm trying to egg him on a bit he seems he seems quite peeved um that's schmogasbord's turn right i'm going to send something to say can i have a look at because i don't think i know what is going on if it's ice knife i'll laugh heartily i want to use I want to use a wall of ice using okay. my staff of ice or whatever it's called. As in that's it, one of the spells that your 10... staff can cast? Yeah, cool. yeah. And it can it can do like 10, 10 d6 cold damage. Sorry? Yeah, but that's all of us in that area. Well, we don't know. You can do it in all kinds of shapes. You can form it into a hemispherical yeah, dome or a sphere. Think... You can shape I'm... a flat surface up to 10 feet square panels. Each panel must be oh, contiguous. So up to 10 feet. Sorry? Okay, it's up to ten feet. So yeah. It's not ten. Yeah, feet. that's what I'm thinking. I was basically I was no going to ask if I could just focus on him only and not kill us with it. Yeah, <laughs> you can just draw lines. Each line has to be two squares long, and you could have one or ten lines. Uh, it's up. It's up to you. So you just draw with a pen tool. Uh, you can access the pen tool with the menu on the left, like uh, Photoshop, and just tell me where you want the walls to appear. There. Well, you're not drawing anything. Uh, no, I should have. Can you not see a purple thing? Oh, yeah, now I see it. Oh. Okay, you're going through his space. Is that the idea? Through his face, through his face, and then across here like this. Is that, is that but each, each one has to be two squares long. You've just got one square long. So it would technically go through the tiger space as well. Do you, oh, do you see right. what I mean? Because you've okay. only done that each has to be 10 feet long. It's up to 10 feet. 10 feet. Sorry? Can it not, so it cannot be smaller than 10 feet then? Yeah, it has to be a minimum of 10 feet. Like each, uh, if they're, if they're wall-shaped, then f each flat surface is made up of up to 10 10-foot 10 square panels. Right. Oh, I see. Right, 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 right. Uh, you can form it into a hemisphere dome. I don't know why my brain isn't working this stuff out. It's hemisphere dome or a sphere with a radius of up to 10 feet. Okay. Do you mind if I sacrifice a tiger? Well, technically, this, this if it goes through their space, they just have to make a dexterity saving throw yeah. to see whether they're pushed to one side of the wall. So the creature within its area is pushed to one side of the wall and must make a dexterity yeah, throw. quite a high dexterity as well, so... Okay. And I think you decide which side of the wall they get pushed to and they need to make a dex save. They take 10 to the 6. If I create... 
Yeah. I create a wall across this diagonal, and hopefully it pushes him back. Okay, so you just want that make that, that you just want one ten feet diagonal thing basically through the tiger and through the designer. Yeah. Okay, which side yeah. do you push them away from you or towards you? Away from us. Sorry, Arnas. Okay, cool. <laughs> so they both need to make a dexterity saving throw. The first one is going to be this. Six. I have no idea. This is a... the designer fails, and the tiger is going to roll. Uh, also, should they roll for the tiger? Uh, I got it right here. Oh, oh 19. They succeed, so they take half damage. Now you can roll your 10d6 or just click that pink square. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so 10d6. 28 cold oh, damage for the designer. Wow, as you see them get incredibly just little tiny icicles form all over the ridges of the designer's face. And 18 cold... Why is it 5? Oh, I think 5 is for subsequent... Yeah, moving through the sheet of frigid air for the first time on a turn makes a constitution saving throw. Okay, so half of that is 14 to the tiger. Okay, so the tiger's going to get moved here. This one's going to get moved. Is this, a, is this a good idea? Why just doesn't it good or bad? I can't work it out. Well, you've certainly separated sure yourself. I feel like... The there's now a wall between us and the guy we're fighting. <laughs> okay, so yeah, a wall well, appears. The, int the intention was that we could still cast spells through the wall, right? We could still get to him. We could still attack him. Is that right? Uh, no, it's one foot uh, thick. So if you have a spell that needs to see them, then no. Uh, and it lasts for up to 10 minutes or just how long you concentrate. So <laughs> so you can drop it anytime you want, but that's what it is at okay, the moment. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I basically uh, just sent him. <laughs> that's just gonna vulnerable to fire, reducing a 10-foot section of wall to zero hit points, destroys it and leaves behind a sheet of frigid air in the space the wall occupied. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. All right, that's the end of your turn, I assume. Yeah, yeah, I'm not running away now. I've got a massive sheet of ice between Yeah, you see the cold air coalesce in front of you and make that tinkling sound that ice makes when it forms. And that is the designer's turn. The designer is going to look confused. And it is going to... You see the designer is going to make an athletics check to see whether they can jump up to the top of this thing. Ooh, with a natural 20, they leap to the top of the icy wall, look out over it and immediately disappear and then reappear behind the snake and they're gonna slash the snake just as he seems to have teleported by sight over the wall and behind you. And he's gonna slash up the snake real good. Well, we'll see. <laughs> real good. Okay, that's a 21 to hit the snake. Uh, cool, so that hits. So for 10 slashing damage and 12 psychic damage to the snake. 21. Okay, uh, so that, yeah, that's, no, that's 22. Oh, 21 hits you, but 22 is the combined damage. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Cool. yeah. Then yeah. he takes out his huge silver great sword and slashes at the snake again. 22 hits dealing 18 combined damage, seven of which is psychic, and the snake is looking messed up. So it's 22 plus how much? 18. Okay. Yeah. And you see the designer say, ah, your giant snake is your weakness, of course, all along. 
and that is the designer's... Milk just kisses him back. Sorry? Oh, you, the snake kisses at him? That is Milkstake's turn. Um, well, what are we gonna do? We're gonna try to obviously uh, constrict him. Okay, um, how does that work? Escape DC 16. Uh, I'll just check my version of your character. Escape DC. So you have to hit with it. So D20 plus 6. With an 11, uh, you miss horribly as you try to constrict the designer and he quickly wriggles his live body out of your coils and says, Ha ha ha! You're far too fat to capture me, snake man! And he seems to be really enjoying himself after all of the uh, wife jokes. And um, uh, I think that's your action as a snake. Is there anything else you would like to do? Like hiss in an insulting manner? Uh, no. No, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll just communicate with my tigers. Okay, what do I'll, you communicate? I'll climb the wall. You're gonna tell the tigers <laughs> to try and climb the wall, okay. Um, next up is the ducky's turn. The ducky is going to try to attack again. Um, and this time, it succeeds with a natural 20. This duck is just digging its tiny little webbed feet and flat bill into this one paw of this one tiger and it's just bleeding profusely. And the tiger looks miffed. So that is gonna be two damage to the tiger. Critical two damage as the duck says, whack, 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 as if to say through the distance on the other side of the ice wall, take that tiger. Um, and that's the end of the duckies' turn. So that's going to be. This is a really strange, strange kind of fight. Tiger's turn. You've told you've told them to try to climb the wall. That is going to be an athletics check. So strength. With a twenty-two, this tiger easily leaps over the wall, landing on the other side. The other one is going to try. With a fifteen, this one only just makes it to the top, and it looks like it's going to take them another turn to get over. And they just—it looks like it's hanging there, like like Bagheera from the Jungle Book scrabbling harmlessly. <laughs> um, and that is the end of the tiger's turn, I assume. Asuka's turn. And also, they cannot attack anymore. Well, I mean, the one on the other side could try, but it would have to get through you guys and the snake. Um, I mean, it has a pounce ability. Oh, yeah. Let's see how that works. Or 20, 20 feet. I say because you guys are allies. Yeah, I suppose there's no reason why it couldn't. It was just movement. So it's used about... 10, 20 feet of movement so far. It has 40 feet in total. So that means yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, it could technically get there. Okay. So that means it's moved the necessary pounce distance. So it's going to try and attack and then hits with its so claw. The... Oh, that's your claw? That's just a random save. Uh, no, me... that's a pounce. Yeah, so yeah you need it has do to the... do a claw attack. It has to hit with the claw attack in order to do the pounce. Uh, if the tiger moves at least 20 feet straight forward, creature hits. Oh, yeah, I need to... Uh, Do you want me to roll it for you? Oh, yeah. you got it. 18. That is going to hit. Just nice. So dealing four slashing damage with its claw, he needs to make a saving throw. As the slash takes him across the cheek and he says, Ah, your overgrown kittens are so irritating. And he needs to make a strength save. With a five, he fails, so I assume that means he's knocked prone? He should be 
fall down on a farm. Yeah, he's, on, he's knocked prone. The tiger can make one bite attack as a bonus action. So you can roll the bite attack as the designer is knocked prone. 24 hits Whoa! for 11 Whoa! piercing damage. You see the designer... <laughs> Who's annoying now, bitch? ...on the ground, like, <laughs> holding up his hands defensively, saying, Oh, oh, this cat! This cat is disgusting! I take back what I said! Um, <laughs> is that the end of the tiger's turn? Yes. Cool. That's what your wife said. <laughs> Ask your turn. Um, <clears throat> okay, so... I'm gonna... Because I can run past this enormous... Because you guys are allies? Here. Yes, you can. So let's see. Can I... One, two... Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. So I can walk up here, right? That's five. Yeah, that looks right. Well, I'm, I'm kind of guessing a little bit because I, I can barely see the thingies. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let's say here then. All right. Well, then... you, would, you would have to walk past the designer to get there so he would get an attack of opportunity on you unless you stayed here next to him then you wouldn't isn't he on the floor yeah one of the prone doesn't prevent you from taking opportunity attacks it just means you're on the ground like you can still sword someone if you're on the ground right and oh actually so they would have where... disadvantage to hit you because they're prone so they can take an opportunity attack it's just less likely to hit you all right, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go over here then, and he can get his uh, attacking opportunity. Okay, let's see. There's me, me and my duplicates anyway. Oh, true. Yeah, all kinds of things protecting <laughs> you. So that's a ten and a natural one with the ten. So no, he misses horribly and seems to like <laughs> sprain his wrist and say, "Oh, that's a heavy sword. Oh, I forgot about that." Um, okay, you're. Did he get? What's up? If you get an attack of opportunity because you walk past him. Yeah, if you go into someone's melee right. range, however big that is, five feet, ten feet, and then yeah. out of it yeah. again, then you get an attack of opportunity if they choose to take uh, okay. it. Okay, okay. What does Asker do? Okay, so I am going to cast Lightning Bolt. Um... Okay. Uh the giant snake needs to make a dexterity saving throw as well as the designer just because it goes in a straight line and there's no way to hit the designer without also hitting the snake um all oh, right with a four uh the designer <laughs> fails horribly uh and sorry snake i didn't i, I thought it, I, that's why i positioned myself here because i was thinking then there's nothing in between I didn't realize you would pass through as well. Well, I think, let me double check. If you send me the text of Lightning Bolt, let's make sure, because, you know, I'm a GM, I'm not infallible. So give, give me the text. I'm pretty sure it's a straight line of 30 feet or so. A uh, hundred feet long and five feet wide. Yeah, it's a straight line and it's incredibly long. So there's no way to like cut it oh, short, yeah, basically. Okay. Um, I see. Cool. I thought I thought I had like a hundred feet range. Or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, its its range is is a hundred feet, but that's also the compulsory distance. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't cool. So that means twenty three. So twenty eight lightning damage to both the snake and the designer. How do you want the designer to die? Oh, nice. what? I killed him. Oh. And I also, how do you want the snake to die? Because they will both die. <laughs> I want the designer to uh, uh, uh like he, he's he's gonna like all like his life is gonna flash him by and as it does he's gonna realize that oh shit she never actually loved me and then he does 
you see the look on his face and says, he, he actually thinks about that, gets really sad, and you see his face rally as he grimaces and his furrowed brow seems to encourage his mouth to say, Thadoon, I will be with you soon. And then he goes, eh, and he dies. Wait. And the, the snake, I want the snake to like to have like, you know, like the mission impossible rope, but from the from the rears, like Yeah. And then and then it, when it, as it gets to the head, it just like and then as the kind of like a fire snake thing envelops it and then it's just and then and then Arunas is just like He's there. You see him like uh what's that guy from Jurassic Park? Naked. Really good, uh, Jeff Goldblum style, leaning yes. sexily on his elbow. However, uh, the sexy uh, milk steak slash Jeff Goldblum does take eight lightning damage as the damage for the attack carries over into your druid form. Apologies. That's fine. Now at least you've all done it at one point or another. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was all set for a... a all right, so that. So if we if you want to tear down that wall, then we can go and like <laughs> just deal like a big one-time heavy strike on him. Uh, because if the excess damage he takes, it's better than, you know, if it's like, oh, I dealt four damage on a free shot. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, now after that, it's Borden's turn and you hear Aska yelling from the distance, let's all gang up on the duck. <laughs> cool, so I'm going to remove the... I will remove the... How do you take away? You just drop um, concentration. You just tell me that you stop concentrating. Oh, on the wall. However, once, yeah, you, um, once you stop concentrating on the wall, I should warn you that it leaves behind an icy field that causes damage when you walk through it. So basically... No, no. Um, uh, <laughs> smudge damage on it. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, hold on. You can form it into... I just want to be really sure. Um... That makes perfect sense, actually. You create That's a not wall, necessarily you a bad thing, into... because Duck will still need to not the Duck after we attack him. He's going to need to cross that icy field to attack us. And... I mean, yeah. he, he, he might also fuck off, but he, he won't know that the designer is dead. Actually, no, it, it only happens if you destroy the wall. I think if you just drop concentration, then it won't it won't uh, happen. So if you just drop concentration on it, it'll yeah. disappear and there won't be any cold air there. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. Cool. You drop concentration and the icy wall disappears. How do I remove my shape? I can, on the, oh, you're doing I it. I can cool. get rid of it, yeah. Cool. Uh, dropping concentration is not an action. It's, I think it's just something you can I was going to say it's an action. It's like a bonus action. So what would you like to do? Um, did you say not to go and fuck up the duck? Uh, no, it's just that if he takes excess damage that you like his actual person instead of doing like a like a moonbeam or a punch in the face on the duck we might as well take this opportunity to try and deal loads of damage because you know he oh, can't see because it, it so, carries so all over it, into his... yeah. mechanically the way yeah, you would yeah. do it is you would go up to the duck and hold your action to attack when all of you were there then that would be kind of cool that, and then we just that like, would be you all doing it at the same time yeah we do that then. Okay, so you and go. And in the meantime, it, it, yeah. You go up to the duck just there, and I'll say you hold an action to attack it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, next up is the designer who is dead. Next up is Milksteak. Uh, 
Where am I? Who is gone? Who's missing? Oh, yeah, let me get your actual icon back one second. There is no mistake. Okay, so... Um... We're basically going do what the Ghostbusters do with all of our streams at the same time. Taking down the Stay Puff Man. So, Classic Ghostbusters. Yeah, what's up? Um, so, what are we doing? We all holding the action or just... Asker is yelling from the distance, Let's all attack the duck at the same time. So in order to do that in D&D terms, you go up to the duck and you say, I hold my action until we're all ready. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to the duck and I'm going to hold the action, which is, should I say which action I'm holding? Yes, or technically, just a action? technically you do have to say. I, I assume Sean is okay. holding a spell or a hit with a sword or something. Yeah. I'm going to hold a... Uh, um, Blight. That one thing. Blight, okay, yeah. nice. Um, cool. And what is Sean, I mean, Schmogus Borden holding? Yeah, I was going to do Blight as well. Nice. Is that, is, that, is that excessive? Is this guy tough? Yeah, let's do it. No, fuck it. Let's just fuck him up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the end of the next, uh, next up is the duck's turn. He is going to attack Schmogus Borden. With a six, the duck misses horribly and falls on the ground and flaps its wings to get back onto its feet. Next up is the tiger's turn. Uh, tigers will hold the action as well. They're going to hold the bites. Okay, I'm going to move this tiger over to the other side because it makes it easier. And we'll move that one over there. Cool, they're going to hold an attack also. Cool, next up is Asker. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five. So I can go down here so I can see him, right? That is accurate. You can see a small yellow duck in the ground of the corridor. <laughs> it's about to get it's about to get fucked up. Oh yeah, he's he's not gonna enjoy this at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna yeah, I'm gonna hold my action. Oh or so if if everyone is holding their action now, if if I just attack, can everyone else attack at the same time now then? Yeah, basically, because you're the last person to be ready. When you arrive, yeah. you all release your action. So let's just have Asgur go first, because he was the last to get there. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm just going to, because I'm running out of spell slots, so I'm just going to go with a level 2 magic missile, which... I always need to read this. I'm sorry, it's both like two or higher. One, so that is four. So one, two, three, four. Oh my god. Okay, so two right. damage, two damage, so two 11. damage, five. So two, four, six, eleven force damage in total because you release four bolts. As this duck is pummeled with force bolts, it immediately becomes the pirate looking intient and you hear it like expel air as if it's been winded <coughs> as all the force bolts pummel it in the gut and next up to hold their action is Schmogsborden. what would you like to do so i rolled my um, blight earlier oh you did uh, dc 14 constitution saving throw so with blight you just release the spell and it has to make a save against it right is that what the text says yeah uh yeah i think so cool it rolls a 19 so it saves Ooh. so then it takes half damage i assume 
Yeah, yeah. 15 necrotic damage as you release this beam of black energy and watch the skin of this pirate-looking creature crackle and age in front of you, although it's only half of its body. But he looks aghast at his rapidly aging skin and says, My beautiful, beautiful skin! And that is Milksteak's turn. Yeah, I'll read the roll that does well. He needs to do that same save. Oh, yes, that is true. Or take 49 damage. He makes the save again, so he is going to take 24 damage. How do you want him to die? Yeah. Just like, uh, like Benjamin in Button. Okay, he rapidly becomes an old, crunk, crimple, crimp, crinkled, crinkled man and recedes into a kind of fetus-looking old thing and then just becomes a black hole and goes... and disappears. Yeah. Nice. Good job, guys. That was weird, uh, but great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I definitely didn't need those uh, ma- 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 uh, the mirror images, but... You know, it's kind of a cool spell, right? I felt like <laughs> I, cool spell. I always take too much damage. I needed some defensive spells. There's no point getting another attack spell. So I figured, mm-hmm. oh, that would be kind of a cool utility it's spell. It's a great spell, but I think you, you'd already used Polymorph, which would put you guys in a commanding position. Yeah, I just felt like if I've been taunting him, he might just run up and start swinging at me. And two swings at me, and I'm probably dead. It was so quite close. Like, yeah, no, ch- I didn't want to take chances. chances. Nice. And I thought the designer would hang around a lot longer as well and be more. Yeah, yeah I get. Was he still be stronger? He must have been uh, still been damaged by last fight or something because he didn't take that much damage at all. Well, you also get the sense that all the Intians you've seen, although they were very impressive with their kung fu when the pentadrones raided the outpost and stuff, they're quite lithe. They're not very substantial. They're more like fast and and strong, but they're not they're not very hearty. Definitely not. Right, I'll go and check his uh, his body then, see if there's any cool loot okay. that he left Make an investigation it. check. Ooh, with a seven. Uh, oh, you find the obvious stuff, an enormous silver greatsword, and you notice that it has like literal precious silver coating the outside of it. And your arcane knowledge tickles the back of your memory with stories you've heard of silver being used to kill werewolves more effectively and vampires and all kinds of things and just a fairy tale child in you gets a little excited here can it can anyone use a, a big ass uh, sword can can you show sure? i think so you'd have to be proficient you with out? martial weapons which is bottom left of your character sheet um, weapons right no if it doesn't say right. martial yeah, weapons, then no. Anyone want yeah. it? I don't really want it. I mean, yeah, can, right. can, can, can we take it on a backpack or it's too big? Uh, it well, could be big. like strapped to the outside of a backpack and carried like with relative competence. I'm right. You can take it if you want. Bother. I mean, you're not going to sell it. We haven't encountered any kind of merchants on our travels in a while now. The only reason to take it is if it's really distinctively his and we can go around as like a evidence of defeating him. Yeah. Oh no, I, I'm going to cut his head off. <laughs> <laughs> it's lighter. 
Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and I, I want to. It might come in handy, you know. I mean, <laughs> what's yeah. the duration uh, on your tiger summoning uh, milk steak? Um, <laughs> and also, you can describe if you want how you decapitate him to take as a trophy, if that's your next course of action, Asker. Yeah, I'll take his sword actually. Okay, you have a silver great sword. It it should be a D and D item. A silver great sword. Yeah, I'll I'll just use it to uh, chop chop it off. Okay, uh, you can either make a medicine or s attack. St no strength or medicine. Those are your checks. Athletics or strength. Sorry, athletics or medicine. <laughs> Wow, that's a lot of consideration. Oh, I rolled. Oh, you did. Uh, with a natural one, you think that <laughs> the base of the neck has got to be the weak part, right? And you slash down and hit his like sternum and it just bounces off and there's this huge cut, but he's no more decapitated than he was at the beginning. And you get that ringing <laughs> feeling through your arms, like when you hit a metal baseball bat against a tree and it just reverberates through your body. Can I try again? <laughs> uh, yes, but you you do it with disadvantage now because you've got jelly arms. Uh, okay, with a seven, you manage to begin hacking through like the larynx area, so it's a little bit easier to get through, but you're starting to sweat already. It's going to take you like 30 minutes. How hard right. can it be? What do I need to roll to chop a head off a person who's not even well, alive? Well, I mean, if you've ever <laughs> cut a body into pieces before, it can be tricky. It's just going to take you a little while. <laughs> I mean, I have cut a body. I know. <laughs> I, 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 cut, I cut the head off the, his wife uh, a couple of hours ago. Yeah, I think you were. You must have been in a more tip-top shape then, because this is taking you a little while. But you're, you're like halfway through. The rest of you guys can just do your own thing while he slowly just gets more blood spattered across the front of his body. <laughs> That's good though, because when Galahad returns, I can be all blooded and just help hold hold the, the other guy's head off and throw it at him and say, "Fucking come at me, bro." Yeah, that would be good. I, I would want that. Classic, classic situation. <laughs> all right, I'll keep chopping, and you guys can go do your bits. You're also, uh, so as I, I should remind you, you're a tiny rock gnome holding a sword that's twice your height. So it's kind of, it's kind <laughs> of awkward to, to wield. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll just take my knife instead. I'll use my knife. Okay, it clatters to the ground and you just get more precise and start soaring. Um, what was that, Milksake? <laughs> oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, tigers should already disappear. Oh, okay. They're, they're gone because it lasts for like a minute or something. And... Uh... I'm gonna check the body of that pirate as well in case he has anything. Make an investigation check. Oh wow, with a 22, your first good roll of the evening, um, you discover <laughs> nice. that he has a money pouch with 25 gold pieces inside of it. And he has a larger pouch made of leather and very fine embroidery along the outside of it. And it appears to be quite big, and it has a certain warmth to it when you hold it in your hands. And it's like a big leather it. pouch, yeah. If you spend uh, a little time with it, you might be able to understand it better, but at the moment it just seems like a cool bag to you. Yeah, nice pouch. I think it sounds like it's got testicles inside. Yeah, nice pouch, bro. <laughs> I mean, someone should probably give the... Uh the uh, designer another shot before I hack him to pieces because my investigation of that body was poor. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll investigate the body. 
I'll stop you just as you're about to take your final hack. Okay, make an investigation Whoa, check. wait. Okay, with a seven, you are a little disgusted by the say. blood and partially cut off head. And you kind of do a pretty <laughs> shitty job of checking his pockets and kind of averting your gaze because you don't want to vomit. And you don't find anything helpful. <laughs> mm. um, but by this point, you do have a head, Asker. So that's something to be excited about. All right, so I'll I'll do look at I'll take some uh, I don't know does is he wearing a belt? Yes, a sword belt. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the belt and I'll sort of make a little so I can carry carry the head on sort of uh, on my hip. Yeah, kind of as a tinkerer, you do that easily. You now have a a <laughs> head dangling from your belt. Sick. Okay. Uh, all right. So, do, do, shall we proceed down to here? Do you guys need a rest, or should we just? I, I, that's right. We need a rest. Yeah. Okay. Should we? Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll take first watch. Let's uh, let's bar this door. If you want to bar the door, sure. you can make like a survival check. Okay. With a nine, yeah. you find oh. some wooden pallets in one of the dormitories, uh, back further into the corridor, and you drag them over to the door and just prop them up against the door and think that'll make it slightly more difficult to open if nothing else we'll, he we'll hear them when they open it yeah and when yeah. uh milkstick comes over to join you he props up the pallets the wooden pallets against the door in a more angled 45 and he thinks to himself yeah that should hold because <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking if galahad okay so whilst uh, those guys can go and rest I'll, can I spend my watch? Like, can you do something while you're on watch, or is it? Do I need to be like? It depends. What, it depends what listening. you're doing. Because what I was gonna do is I, I wanted to sort of take some more, maybe rope and stuff, whatever I can find around these rooms, and see if I can make a little thing so I can take his hands and hold him up. So he like, like here on the other side of the door, the body is kind of strung up. Yeah, you can you can definitely do that while you're while you're taking watch in a kind of Mad Max, don't don't come in here. There's savages kind of way. Because I you know I kept thinking like you know again with the morale maybe maybe they kick down the door and be like yeah we're gonna fu what the fuck yeah totally um, I'd say given a sufficient amount of time which you have on watch yeah you do that that he's strung up in a, a very ominous fashion. Great. Um, you can make a perception check for your watch. Is this a short rest or a long rest? It's a long rest. Okay, because you guys just yeah, woke yeah, up like that. a couple hours ago, so you'd be struggling to get much sleeping done. <laughs> like, you know, the human body or even the elf halfling, half orc body just won't sleep if you've been up for two hours. Do, do we still get like hit points and spell slots back? Or is that like not, not how it works? I mean, yeah, you could take a short rest, but a long rest just your your body won't let you what do you get back with a short rest uh you can roll your hit dice and get back most of your uh what's the word hit points but your spell slots won't come back until uh you, okay. you reach like well, the I, end I, I of may the as day. well i may as well stay what i've got all my hit points still so I may as well we, do we i mean i'm at tw i'm at almost full health as well so a short rest we don't really need anyone at watch though right well, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, technically yeah. during a short rest, you're all kind of watching. What was that milkshake? Milkshake? Milkshake. Milkshake. Uh, no, I so said I definitely need a short rest. Uh, okay, do you know how yeah, to no, roll your good. hit dice? Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. With a four, Asker, you're mostly distracted by your stringing up intimidation project and are not really paying attention. Uh, as in with a four <laughs> perception. Cool. And also, as you're taking a short rest and rolling your hit dice, uh, Milk Steak, you discover that suddenly you do understand the leather embroidered bag that you retrieved from the pirate Intian's belt. It is a bag of holding. Oh, oh nice. Finally. Kept hearing about it. Can I fit that great sword in a bag of holding? Easily. Nice. I feel like maybe he has something good too. Just no, no one has really bothered properly looking, checking. We just mutilated, or I mutilated his body, and then we fucked Fine, it. Fine, I'll check it as well. Okay. Make, <laughs> Thank an, you. make an investigation check. Oh, yeah, with a 20. You there we go. find a. Uh, a pocket on the inside of his little robes and it's semi-concealed and inside is quite a large diamond the diamond is worth roughly a hundred gold pieces and you would all know that diamonds are sought after by arcane and divine practitioners for their use in casting certain spells nice sweet so you can add to your inventory diamond worth 100 gold pieces there you go. That's a prize to us for, uh, for checking him after all. Checking the body. All right. Well, I, I feel like since we're not doing a long rest, the, the whole barricading and, and body stringing is... You just have to push the body aside like a really inconvenient curtain in the middle of a doorway. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so how did the other guy die? He, you said he disappeared into a black hole. Yeah, that was the description. So he, he, he Benjamin buttoned into like a singularity and then disappeared. Right. So there, there is no body that we can fuck up. Well, there was stuff, yeah, but close. his like no, his, his organic stuff. matter disappeared, but his bag of holding and his like clothes remained. All right. Well, shall we uh, press on then? Now when we have our health back. Yeah. Uh, just leave this door open so that the strung up body is clearly visible for anyone following us down here. That's the key. Mm. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like the one thing that matters. Okay, so walk me walk me through it. What, do you just go into that, that room that you suddenly came upon the designer in? Sure. Yeah, I think so, no? Okay. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. You walk looks in. like a kitchen. You walk yeah, in it and like... it is by no means uh, a kitchen. Uh, it seems to be a weird laboratory. You see two tall, wide cylinders made of glass on the eastern wall, and then two coffin-looking wooden boxes attached to a machine and cables and copper coils um, on either side of the cylinders on the east wall. You then see a generator on the north wall that seems to be attached to this series of apparatus. A bunch of jars in the center on a table appearing to contain clay soil water elements from nature and a couple of other powders you don't recognize two double doors well one set of double doors on the southern wall another smaller door in the southeastern corner a staircase in the southwestern corner and two more doors on the western wall Shall we perform any experiments? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, 
Can I just can I just walk around using my tinker skills to sort of try and figure out what all this is and how it works? Yeah, I'll say give me just to make it nice and simple. Give me an investigation check with advantage rather than doing like a tinker's check, which is typically for making things. Just do an investigation check with advantage. Oh yeah. With an <laughs> 18, you are confident and with your arcane knowledge helping you in this those weird clay uh, robot metal people that you well you presume they were made of clay because they weren't entirely metal they were just wearing metal armor you know those two things that you fought on the way in here yeah you see components of them in the jars and you look at the coffin things and they're roughly the same size as them so you get the sense that this might be where they were made maybe we can make one and have us uh you know, flee too. Yeah, I'm afraid that they <laughs> turn on us. Uh, maybe. Okay. Should we? Should we destroy it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fuck it up. Yeah. Right. Let's destroy it. it. Uh, right. Can you use your tinkering skills to figure out how to like sabotage this whole? Oh yeah. Can I like? With an eighteen, what, can you? realize that the points of vulnerability are probably the ingredients on the tables you know they're required to make the machine work and if you don't have them you're kind of screwed but also the copper coil and the generator that they can that the coil is connected to is obviously in your mind having worked in an arcane power station that is the power source so without that the machine isn't going to function so if you screw around with that it's more fragile than the rest of it that would render it inoperative yeah, let's just do that. Let's just pull out wires and stuff. We just want to make sure they don't quickly, because we don't know how long it takes to whip up one of those. We don't want them to come down here and just make sure. a few. Yeah, I'll yeah. Just pull, up, pull a bunch of wires okay. from the vulnerable areas. You hear a couple of sizzling, sparking noises, but you seem to have deactivated it and you don't appear to be damaged. Sweet. Can we check these doors here? You have not. No, sh should we? I'm just uh, putting the question out there to the team. Yeah. yeah. There's one. Doors. There's a single door here, right? Yeah, there's two, right? Yeah. If you guys yeah. open that one, I can open this one. Okay. Maybe. Let's do just... let's do the double yeah. doors first. Um, you push open yep. the double doors, and inside you see a study, filled with books along every wall, and a desk in the center, and a uh, series of items on the desk, like scrolls of parchment, quills, an abacus. It seems to be a, like a little man cave slash study. What would you like to do? Uh, just Look for loot. Investigate if we can figure something out. Is there any clues? Yeah. Or well, I mean, maybe loot? make an investigation check, both of you. Sick. Oh, wow. With a 23 from Milksteak, and I assume Schmorgisborden is not investigating? Oh, three investigations. Oh, Schmorgisborden <laughs> just thinks to himself, this would be a nice place to get away from it all, you know? Just kind of de-stress. <laughs> and uh, <sighs> Milksteak, you notice that a name seems to come up a lot on the spines of the books around you on these bookshelves. And it rings a bell because that's what the designer said just as he died. He said... Uh, Thadoon, I'll be with you soon. And you see the name Thadoon, like T-H apostrophe D-O-O-N, 
in a bunch of the titles on these books on the wall and you take one down and flip through it and you read snatches of information that you understand some of it's in common some of it's in a language you don't recognize but the bits in common say it pleases him for our items to be distributed widely we must increase production the more that is released the more chaos can be sown I knew these Antians were up to no good. So I can also speak Druidic and Orc. Does that help? It is neither of those languages. But good, uh, good looking out. I yeah. speak common Draconic and Gnomish. Uh, I can have a look at any of those. If they call you over, I, I will firstly reveal that you opened the door and inside of it is a oh, right. dark yeah, 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 room. Right. If you go further in, I can show you more. Can I stealthily sneak in? So in case there's a big ass dude here, I'm not just like. <laughs> yeah, give me a stealth check. There is another door there as well, no? Uh, yes, there okay. appears my, to be. My, my, my rolling is fucking horrendous. horrendous. With a seven, you stomp your way into this room and it appears to just have busts <laughs> of strange intient heads on the wall that are old, very old Intian heads, just like the guy you met in the facility that told you to stay over and he'll find out from his bosses what he needs to do. Similarly, old Intian's heads adorn the walls of this corridor leading to double doors. And if Milkstake at this point wants to call out for your assistance, then you can give your advice on the uh, language. Do you wanna come and help? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite quiet yeah. in here so even though he talks quite quietly you hear like echoing through the metal corridors hey do you want to do you want to come look at this how exciting <laughs> cool i can run you over Okay. I'll have a look to see if it's any of those languages. Um, it isn't any of those I'm languages guessing. but you can make an religion check And uh, I'll say, Schmogus Borden, you sit in the chair and kind of spin around thinking, ah, oh, isn't this comfy? Um, with a 21 religion check, the Dune does ring a bell to you. You remember, uh, I mean, your background is mostly of tinkering, but you're familiar with books because a lot of engineering diagrams are in books. So occasionally you would stray over to nearby bookshelves and check out some other stuff. And one of the old books about the old gods of this realm describes the Dune as a agent of chaos, a god so destructive that the other gods just tried to put him in a corner and hoped everyone forgot about him. And yeah, he's, uh, he, just, he just wants things to be chaotic. He despises order and he is said to have a cult that worships him. Oh, it's a bit like us, you know. We we are also into into the whole chaos thing, apparently. <laughs> Evidently, uh, with the twenty one, it also strikes you as odd, based on everything you know about many things incorporated, that they were always talking to you about trying to impose order on the universe and on the multiverse, and yeah, the yeah. fact that the pentadrones were the ones that were. Uh, trying to create chaos when in fact it seems as though it might have been the opposite based on how ordered the clockwork place was that you went to raid it's literally clockwork and it seems strange that they would be in charge of chaos 
feel like we, we, we should join with them. The, the clockwork people, you know? And then, and, and then we, 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 we fuck up the engines. That, that's my vote. They get my vote. How do we find them? <clears throat> um, I don't know. Maybe if we can take the old guy hostage, show him a couple of decapitated heads and stuff. Maybe he's like, oh, no, don't do that to me. And then he tells us like how to get there. <laughs> can like, uh, teleport us to those locations or it cannot? Sorry, can your what can do what? what? Uh, the cube, the cube gate. Yeah. Because it says it can uh, travel through different planes of existence. Uh, didn't you need to roll to determine which planes it will take you to? Oh, uh, okay. Or, I'll, I'll do some reading on. about it. Let me check. Um, my, um, my, my docent reads, uh, knows common, giant, and 1d4 additional languages chosen by the DM. Okay, you can roll a d4 for me. And then actually, no, you're, you're right, Aranas. It does take you to a variety of different planes, the cubic gate, but you're just not sure which ones. Because they've just got the the cube has a bunch of different symbols on either side. One's like a mountain, one's an hourglass, one's a triangle with a line through it. So you understand the device enough to know that it takes you to other planes, but you just don't know which ones they are. Uh, okay, with a four, your docent can speak four additional languages. Was it one d four additional languages? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now roll a d one hundred to determine if any of them are the language in this book. Or, yeah, in this book. Okay, with a 40, oh. now roll a d100 two more times. Oh, actually, no, three more times. 22, 25, and 63. Okay. So the first language that your docent can speak, and write this down in your notes or your extras or something like that, wherever you keep notes. And you see the docent, docent pop up at this point as you're talking about it and say, Oh, do you need something translated? <laughs> and uh, I, I, I like that he's British. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It makes me. It makes me happy. Jolly good, master. Uh, and uh, so, have you got your notes up? Yeah. First, yeah. first language is Sylvan. S Y L V E N or something. Uh, the next language yeah. is Infernal. Mm -hmm. The third language is uh, Primordial. Mm-hmm. And the fourth language is hmm, Grung, G-R-U-N-G. Like Kurt Cobain. That's grunge. <laughs> mm, nice. Cool. So that happens. Uh, uh, Aska, you remember these things about the cult of Thadun and his figure in ancient religion do you share this with any of you can just say that you share it if you want yeah i shared okay but it also makes me wonder though like are these because galahad didn't seem to be a big fan of uh, these guys and it, it might have been a bit of a rift so maybe not all the entians are necessarily chaos worshippers or they've been trying to dupe us the whole, whole time but i'm just wondering why why are they being so nice to us and trying to like that we're nobodies. Why are they making such an effort for this facade of being worship? Like we're so just saying, it might not be all of them. It might be like a little cult within their organization. 
So I'm just saying this because in case they show up and we're like, okay, we can't kill all of these. Maybe we can sort of deceive them by saying we found just the splinter cell of evil chaos cultists in your midst. And so we fucked them up for you kind of thing. Gala attacked us first, so screw that guy, really. Um, you know, I'm just saying, I can, I just throw that out there in case we need to do some deception later on. Because mm-hmm. yeah. apparently deception seems to be my thing. Also, I have, <laughs> I have plus eight in deception, so I feel like I want to de- decept people as much as I <laughs> Right. What, what if it goes wrong? Then they're just like, you know, we, we all, we all, you know, that's that's one of our guys. Yeah, we're all about, well, if, if, if that, then, then we're just going to have to fight them, aren't we? If we can avoid it, then it would be sweet. Yeah. Do we, okay. uh, so, like, this, this whole thing seems uh, big and swanky, but do we want to check if this is just like a little... Uh, and, there's, and there's some stairs as well. Maybe, yeah, I guess that just leads back up, though, right? Because th- these are stairs upwards, right? Yes, they? they appear to be stairs upwards. Do we okay. want to stay yeah, down yeah. here? I'll, I'll go and check yeah, yeah. the see, see if this is just an ensuite or whatever this is. Uh, as you open this strange door that seems to blend in with the uh, bookcase around it, it does indeed turn out to be a very basic ensuite bathroom <laughs> with a weird tub that has like a little roof over it, as if once you're in the tub, you want the roof to like hold the heat in. It's weird, weird, very weird. It seems bizarre. So is this? All right, I'll I'll use the loo then because I I haven't I haven't used the toilet in I guess months. I don't know how long. How long has it been? <laughs> like since since I started with you many like like two years ago, whatever ago now. Like you know when I started playing with this character, what's the time frame? Like how in his world? Like what's the experience? I'm just curious. Um, I would say it has been. Three to four months. Oh, okay, I haven't had a had a good shit in three or four months, but like, <laughs> can just do my business because I'm guessing this is the designers. Uh, I'm not going to flush either because I'm I'm a, okay. I'm a disgusting human. You being. open up this wooden box that seems to be a concealed yeah. uh, WC, and you do your business in there and yeah. leave it undealt with. I mean, it's. I got it's got to be done, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to do we want to exp- explore a bit here, maybe see what's up there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seems like the uh, obvious choice. Okay. You... Right. I'm not going to open the door again because I have a bad. When I open doors, it's either bad guys or cupboards, uh, cleaning closets, or bathrooms or whatever. So you guys, you guys. Go. I'll open the door. I'll open this one. Okay. You open the door and inside. You see a quite decently sized library with a number of little like reading nooks and books as far as the eye can see. Double doors across the room on the eastern side and a little staircase in the northern side and a couple of little display tables where nice books are laid out and it's just a lovely little library. A staircase you say? Yes. It's a little like three stairs. I wouldn't call it a staircase. Three stairs. Does it lead like? Does it lead to a floor up, or is it like just like a little railing? It leads to a little door, like a little stone door. 
this this book down at the bottom looks to be kind of open and asking to be read. Okay. Do you read it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you see that it's written in a kind of very strange handwriting. It looks like it could be common. Make an intelligence check. It's uh, always ironic the intelligence takes me ages Ooh, to find intelligence. 20 intelligence check. Okay. With a 20, you manage to decipher that this is a kind of shorthand, like someone that has written this in a way to make it slightly harder to read, but you manage to piece it together. And it seems to read uh, potential recruits list. And you scan down the first few pages, and then you see your name, Schmorgus Borden. And then you see a column mm. beside it as though it's a balance sheet. And the column is titled Leverage. And you go across to your name and it says, uh, in debt. And at the column beside that, it says, uh, pursue recruitment. And you see a bunch of other names with similar like status indications and weird words listed under leverage. And you see uh, Asker's name and you see Milkstake's name in there as you just scroll through these pages of, it's like an accountancy book, but of people. Next to Asker, it says uh, curious under leverage. Next to Milkstake's name, it says naive under leverage. <laughs> okay, so hmm. they they well they clearly recruited it. Like they 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 did this on purpose, then, right? There's, they just want people. These uh, one-eyed jacks are just assholes. There's one more. Yeah. Uh, there's one more column at the end, and it says. Uh, magic items uh per day estimated and it says like three to four distributed six to eight distributed and you, you just have to imagine what that means i guess, I guess it's the yeah the missions completed catching things in cards for me yeah these things yeah, yeah. are assholes you know what i i kept thinking were we just being really fucking dumb running away from that place in the you know into the snow did we just mess up what could have been a wonderful adventure with these people and like you know and we just they're just farting around however yeah i mean i'm more and more happy that like our instincts are good you know what i mean guys like we we know we know when shit's amiss you know we we, we don't <laughs> You mean the people we put in the barrel? Is that is that the place you're talking exactly, about? Exactly, exactly. You know, the yeah. sauerkraut and all that. You know, like I uh, feel yeah, like yeah. I'm 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 proud of us guys. We we we've been doing the right thing all all along. All right, so let's find the old guy and and cut his head off as well. I think. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll sneak up here and see if I can. Like you said, it was a stone door. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Uh, should I should I try and open it just to see what's up there at at, at least before we continue? I don't, in video games, I always do this because I don't like bad guys to come from here kind of thing. I don't want I don't want to backstab. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, this whole tunnel it might lead all the way back to the where we came from originally started as well. Uh, all Let's see, where, where, where are other doors that we've missed? I think we've we've gone through everything, haven't we? Oh, so there's a door next to me here. Yeah, yeah. And then one yeah, on yeah. 
Let's okay. Fuck it. Let's not do the stone door yet. Let's go through the regular door and see what else is on this. Uh, uh, I think the stone door first, uh, the top one. Okay. Yeah, 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 Just yeah, in yeah. case they're not gonna flank us by. Yeah. No flanking. Please. I'll okay. try. It. I'll try the door. Okay. This room, okay. just to give you a sense of the contrast, this room that you're in smells of paper and old books, and it's just redolent with that aroma that you've all become familiar with, even with your small interactions with with books and literature. But as you push this very well engineered stone door, it seems to swing lighter than it should be given it's a big stone slab and beyond it you see a very well uh, constructed little mine shaft that hooks to the left about 20 feet down oh okay see where it's going to let's investigate completely yeah He's whatever gonna connect to that yeah whatever this tunneling thing that we're trying to do uh, yeah 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 okay you see as you turn left that there is a little mine shaft and along the ground there seems to be a number of precious gems, like a handful of sapphires and emeralds just loosely collected on the ground. A couple of pickaxes lying around as though this were a place where the Intians were trying mm. to extract precious gems. And the pickaxes that you see on the ground look way smaller than they should. So, for children. Are they a good match for, for, for me? Yeah, I mean, they would. that would be a pretty good, comfortable pickaxe for you to use, yeah. As would the hey, half-fling milk stick. I'll, I'll pick one up then, because having a pickaxe feels like one of those things that is good to have. That's a D&D &D item, so you can add that to your inventory. Pickaxe. Sweet. Add item. Pickaxe. Okay. Is, is, is that two words? Pickaxe? No. Uh, I'm not sure. I would no? try it both. It should come Please up. One word. Oh, it's just pick. Oh, there you go. Get Gear, adventure, gear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have big miners. Yeah. And in okay. this corridor, sorry, this little mine mm. shaft, little mine area, the scent of paper is gone and the scent of freshly broken earth and that dampness of deep being deep underground hits you in this little mine shaft. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll venture in a little bit further and see if there's anything else. Okay, make an investigation or perception check. With a 22, you notice uh, one diamond on the ground worth about 50 gold pieces. And you also notice a ruby. Like, you get the sense that this is a place where there's a rich vein of precious gems and they seem to just take them as and when they need them, presumably to be used in some sort of project. Yeah. So I... Ruby, what's it worth? Just so I guess I can uh, make a note. The ruby doesn't usually need to be measured, but let's say 50 gold pieces. G 50 GP and a diamond 50 GP. That's it, yeah. Cool. All right, yeah, I'll just pick those up. Um, right, and this does it end here then? Is that. Yeah, you notice it just seems to spread out in a Y shape, and Smorgasbord has to really duck his head down to get into this little area um, if he chooses to follow. And it, it just seems to have been like such a rich area that they didn't even have to dig that far to really find a bunch of gems or some other arcane mining practices going on. But it's a very small mine. Weird. All right. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I'll, I'll I'll go and join the others and um, let's let's press on. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> okay, you join the others and you go through the other door. Yeah, on the eastern wall. As you open this double door, it has a more like luxurious feel. You notice the the ground is carpeted in green velvet, and the thing that dominates the room is a huge diagram, uh, like a model of uh the actually everybody make uh intelligence check to determine what you interpret this model to be we've got a 16 from asker i assume what was that four from is that from a previous roll no i think uh i accidentally rolled twice okay so you rolled a four then a seven from Schmogus Borden, and then a 21 natural 20 from Milksteak. Nice. Okay, so you recognize it instantly, Milksteak, as being a very similar, but not exactly the same, as that model of planets, or maybe something similar to planets that you saw way back in the Mage's, uh, oh, yeah, in the mage's hideout, the place where you yeah. found the cards, but earlier on in your exploration, you saw a model of all these different spheres rotating around each other. But this one looks different. This one has a different sphere in the center and all the others seem to be rotating around it. And it strikes you with a natural 20 that this is a different interpretation of the same information. And you further suspect that based on the way these spheres are colored and shaped mm -hmm. and based on how much like travel you've seen between planes, that this could be a theory as to how the planes near this one are arranged. Mm, okay, that'll help with your um, your weird gizmo. Cube, yeah. Cubity cube. Will that help me knowing, or I need to have physically been to the place? Actually, yeah, you could. Do, with the natural twenty, I'll say you can hold up the cube and try to match the symbols. And yeah, I'll, I'll do say, that. yeah, roll a d100 to see how similar they are because, yeah, one yeah. was made using magic liquid in a machine and the other one, ooh, with a 69, <laughs> you managed to get one of the symbols interpreted and it seems to be a symbol for the central uh, sphere of this model and you would conclude, based on the way that it is arranged, that the central sphere of the model is where you are now. It, it, it just strikes you as a like, you are here sign in a supermarket and all the other planes are around it and you match the symbol of the triangle to that central sphere. So you've got one button figured out, which is where you are now. And yeah. you've got how many other buttons? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think there's two other buttons. No? Each key to a different one. So you've got five other buttons to figure out. <laughs> Okay. So you've got one out of six so, done. So that means in case we ever going to need to come back to this plane, we will be able to come back with that cube. Seems to be the case. So what's, what's this cube? I don't remember any of this cube stuff. It was one of the things like you made in the magic liquid room. Oh, right, yeah. And it what, opens up a portal? Yeah. Uh, after spending some time with it, you realized that it can transport you and uh, a number of companions to another plane according to the button that is on the side of it. 
Uh, right. Is there anything else for me who did a sweet uh, a natural one on my intelligence check? Can I find something in here that I understand what it is? Okay. Well, with uh, <laughs> with a natural one on trying to understand the model, you just find it completely boring. So you start looking at the books around the room and think, ooh, books! And you start flipping through the titles and you realize that maybe that's going to be more interesting. So if you want to examine the books, you can make an investigation check. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> oh, wow. With a natural one, you think, ah, fuck books. And then you go over instead to the only other thing in the room, which is a giant, well, not giant, 10 foot wide notice board on the eastern wall. And it shows a diagram similar to the model. And you think, ugh, model again. But the model seems to show a number of, uh, it's drawn out on the notice board. And it's got a bunch of arrows with the word like drop point next to it. And it's pointing to a bunch of different uh, spheres uh, drawn out. And it just says drop point at a bunch of different places on a bunch of different spheres. I might do an investigation of my own as well and see if I can... What are you trying to investigate? Uh, the books. I'm going to see if they're, they're, they're cool. anything Roll I can read. Roll investigation check. Well, you, you don't think I may do the thorough check? Or I'm, <laughs> you're <laughs> insulting <laughs> me, sir. <laughs> uh, again, intelligence, where are you? Okay, with a 10. You settle upon a quite large book quite close to you. And the only reason you settle upon it is because another name written on the spine seems to ring a bell based on what the designer said before he died and based on what Milksteak found in the previous room. It says, Thedoon's last known location on the spine of the book. And it's not really a book. It's more of a like notebook where someone seems to have... Like, the spine is not printed in nice letters. It's, like, written out. Like, someone has just named the book that for quick reference later on. And inside the notebook, as you pick it up, before you look inside, it feels warm in your hands. Like, very warm. Like, it's a little tiny campfire inside this book. And you flip through the pages, and you read words, little snippets that are in common. And again, it seems to change from language to language. And it says... Many centuries ago, Thadun was said to have been entombed beneath a mountain, and a series of journeys took place to try to find him or find riches within the mountain. And the notes are very, like, disjointed. It seems to be someone, like, speculating as well as thinking out loud. And you see mm -hmm. after that, the next section says, if only we could get there, if only we could investigate or find out which plane it was on we could try to find where he is and get orders directly from him rather than interpreting things from symbols. And the book starts to feel warmer and warmer in your hands as you read these. And the, the words almost glow and resonate uh, at you as you read them. There's stories that strange things happen to people beneath the mountain when they, they try to search for him or the mountain seems to have other significance. This is a long time ago. Maybe something happened since then. And it just trails off, and you're entranced by the mutterings of this random author. Hmm. Keep, keep Interesting. Hold of it, maybe? Sorry, what? Yeah, definitely want to keep hold of that. 
Um, it's trying to see if I can relate it to the kind of orbs in the room to see if it see if it is it in any indication as to which plane it's referring to. You match up uh, a couple of sketches inside this notebook uh, to the plane diagram, seemingly plane diagram uh, model of spheres in front of you, but they seem to be more like guesses. Like maybe here, this this mountain could be a likely candidate. This this mountain had an elven. Th these are little inscriptions that you read inside the book. This mountain had an ancient elven city that's said to have left a curse. Maybe, maybe this is where he is, and it's just sort of guesswork. But it seems mm. just like the warmest, most compelling book you've ever read, and it, it's you can't put it down. So maybe mm. don't keep keep it if it's dodgy. Make a arcana check, uh, Asker based on your understanding of the arcane. With a natural one, uh, you <laughs> just think to yourself- that's three natural ones in a row. Yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> to be honest. That's crazy. Um, yeah, you think to yourself, eh, it's probably fine. I mean, it is a bit warm in here, but even though it's not, it's quite cold in there. And uh, um, yeah. Should I do a check too? What, oh, you can do a, an arcana check if you want to try to figure it out. Okay, with a 13, yeah, I mean, you understand the arcane more as how it expresses itself in nature, but this feels distinctly arcane to you, and especially the words, if only we could get there. Those in particular, mm. just like a song you can't get out of your head. Mm, should, should we take that book and just put like in the bag of stuffing? Holding. Bag of yeah. Holding. Yeah, I think we should definitely keep it. It sounds sounds interesting. Because if we if we're gonna find that guy, I think we're gonna need to find some kind of allies. Uh, you know, if it feels like we gonna we might be a little bit out of our depth to we just discover that those guys are evil. So. And, and now they now now we're, now we're gonna go fight a god, a god yeah. of chaos. Which I'm sure I would be best besties with him. Uh, yeah, I feel like I like him more than I like these noobs. Yeah, they're just followers. They're not leaders. Exactly. I'm, you know, like they they should just go up like, dude, we should just rule together, kind of thing. And and instead they're being like, oh, like eh, where is he? And like I don't know. Like I don't like him. They should. I I, I vote for let's 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 go back uh, to 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 the main house knock on the door just kick it down and fuck we, them up we, yeah we <laughs> i mean they we, they've, they've proven they've come at us a, a few times now on and you know how many heads do they have do you know what i mean like because <laughs> i got two is, is all. <laughs> at least one each uh okay so is there they anything have no else in this room you can make a perception check if you want to check the rest of the room. Uh, milk steak. Okay, with a six, you think to yourself, eh, it's another library. It seems kind of library-ish. And there is no exits here or anything? None that you can discern other than the one you came through. Yeah. Do we burn it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're done here, is what I'm saying. Like, 
I think that's some sort of, I think the kind of globe things are some sort of key. Yeah, so the, the only thing before burning the shit down... Um, try, why don't you try and figure out the, the, the rest of the symbols? Well, I was thinking of just a just taking a note of how everything is uh, positioned here and scribble on a paper somewhere. Uh, of the, glow, the, the sort of sphere diagram? Yeah, 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 with all the symbols. Yeah, and you everything. can you can totally write it down and add it to your inventory like a sphere yeah. model diagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Seems to me like a bit of an uncharted uh, puzzle. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it might. Yeah, probably be good if we can figure figure that out. If we kind of walk around the room and it might align. <laughs> Oh yeah! You can tell I've, you can tell I've, you can tell I've literally just finished Uncharted Four. <laughs> shoot! Shoot! A, can, we, can we like shoot like an arrow on on each of those balls to see if they? Model from the underground. And as you take a moment to reflect and sketch out this model of the spheres, Schmorgus Borden, you're still overtaken with thoughts of this phrase inside the journal that you read, even as you gave it up to Milksteak to put in the bag of holding, something about you wants to go get it back and read that phrase again. And Asker, you're consumed with thoughts of vengeance upon the facility that you just left. And that is where we'll end the session. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> 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 so I'm so glad that at least seemingly you've learned a little bit of secret information about this organization that you've been involved with for quite a while now. <laughs> Long time. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's been, been plenty, of, plenty of times when we've missed out on on, on clues or yeah, I mean, yeah. Do you remember when we visited at the clockwork place? Even then, we started to have some doubts on yeah. what are we doing. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have any suggestions or any ideas that we should incorporate, things you want to hear more of, things you would like to hear less of, just let us know at thewronghandspodcast at gmail.com. So T-H-E-W-R-O-N-G-H-A-N-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.